As homeschool moms, we all want what's best for our homeschool. We want our homeschool to be fun and productive and peaceful, and we want our kids to learn. But so often, when we're looking for solutions and strategies, we're looking at all the wrong places, and we try to apply strategies that we see working for someone else. We try to take them and apply them to our family, and sometimes it just isn't a right fit and it doesn't work. So how can we find solutions that will work for our families? How can you be confident that the choices that you're making for your kids will help them thrive? Today, we're talking about two steps to homeschool confidently and to make the best choices for your family. Let's do it. Welcome to the Revival Homeschool Podcast, where you're going to learn how to partner with Jesus to build a homeschool that enables your family to thrive. God is calling your family to step into his peace, even on those days when you're worried your kids aren't learning anything and you're trying to remember why you chose to homeschool. If you're ready for simple routines, effective parenting strategies, and biblical wisdom that will transform your days from unproductive to intentional, then you're in the right place. It's time to revive your homeschool and step into the good plans that God has for your family. So set those kiddos up with some Legos or whatever's going to keep them busy for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Welcome to the Revival Homeschool Podcast. Wait, what? Did you turn on the wrong show? If you've been following the Nourished Mom podcast today, you'll notice that the name has changed. So what's up with that? So over the years, as I've tried my best to follow the Lord's leading, the show has grown and it's evolved and what I talk about and what I teach has slowly morphed. And I felt that the title, The Nourished Mom, no longer expresses what we've been talking about these days. And for the last year, the word revival has just really been on my heart. And the word revival has a couple of definitions, and I think both of them apply to what we're doing here. So the first definition is an improvement in the condition or strength of something. And that is what I'm hoping for that you get when you listen to the show, that the biblical knowledge, the time management skills, the parenting strategies that I share help you to improve the condition and strength of your homeschool and your family. The second definition is a reawakening of religious fervor. And that's what I'm really hoping that happens when you listen to the show. I want to help you reignite or maybe ignite your excitement for Jesus, your fervor. Because the more I've I've turned to Jesus in my life, in my homeschool, in my family, the more I realize how awesome it really is to let him lead us as we build our homeschools and guide our families. It's more joyful, it's less stressful, and I'm not saying that there aren't hard times and that the enemy doesn't attack and that the world doesn't bring hard times, right? But we can have that joy and that peace even through the hard times and even more joy and peace in the good times, right? (laughs) But we take them both. I take them both, Lord. I'll take the good times and the bad times. 
But I really hope to teach you practical steps and practices that so that you can walk more closely with Jesus and learn from him and take that wisdom that you learn and apply it to your life and apply it to your homeschool. So I just want to thank you for tuning in to the premiere, to the launch of the Revival Homeschool podcast. And as a side note, if you've been listening and this show has been helpful for you and you're not a homeschool mom, no worries. We still want you here because whether or not your kids go to school, public school or private school or whether or not they learn at home, we all really teach and disciple our kids. And most of the stuff that we're talking about on the show is still going to apply to you. Okay, let's get down to business. So today we're talking about two steps to homeschool confidently and make the best choices for your family. As homeschool moms, we want to create a homeschool that helps our kids to thrive, right? We want our kids to learn. We want it to be fun. We want them to love learning. We want to have a peaceful environment. And I think that many of us, you know, we're searching for ways to kind of improve and Tackle those things, find those solutions, troubleshoot those obstacles that come our way. And there is no lack of supply of curriculum and books on homeschool strategies and learning styles. And all of this stuff is really great, helpful information. And we are like so lucky to live in a time where we have so much information about homeschooling and we're not on our own. Like homeschooling is just is just blown up, right? Since COVID and we're in a good place to have a lot of wisdom and knowledge to help us on our journey and to figure things out. But I want to ask you, how many times have you spent lots of time searching for the right solution, searching for the right homeschool schedule, searching for the right disciplinary thing that your kid needs or whatever, searching for all these answers and spending so much time and then trying to implement it and then having it end up not being right for you and your family. And there's nothing wrong with trial and error. That That's a part of life. I get that. But we're often missing a step. So often when we're searching for solutions and ideas, we overlook one of the most amazing realities of being a Christian, that we have a relationship with God, that God is our father, and that he likes to share his wisdom with us. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. When we ask for wisdom, God gives us wisdom. And the amazing, such, such a cool thing is that God's wisdom literally applies to all that we do. I recently was in a conversation with someone and, you know, sometimes I guess you might say I'm over the top. And... I just see things through a biblical lens. This is how I approach the world. And some they had said, not everything is about God. Not every situation. And I was like, well, I don't know. Because God's wisdom is knitted into the fabric of creation. So when we, when we walk in his wisdom, when we live by his spirit, we thrive. And that goes for our schedules, how we spend our time, how we teach our children. His wisdom applies to it all. And so often we are too busy 
rushing ahead, looking for our solutions, trying to figure out our plans, make our schedules, plan our play dates and our activities and get our kids in the right events, that we don't slow down and ask our father for wisdom before we make decisions. So step one to making confident decisions for your family is to pray, right? Bring your struggles, your ideas, your worries, your dreams about your homeschool, bring them to God and ask him to give you wisdom and clarity so that you can make the right choices. And you know what happens when we do this? That we stop worrying so much because God gives us wisdom. But there's a catch because when you ask for wisdom, you have to stop and listen. And that is the hardest part, I think, right? How do we listen in such a busy world, a busy, distracting world. Like my house is distracting, right? My kids are always asking for me. I have a bunch of things on my mind about what I need to do and what I want to do. Um, Social media, man, if your phone's anywhere near you, like talk about distracting. But if we want to hear from God, we have to take time to sit and listen. So I wonder, honestly, do you think you spend enough quiet time with the Lord? And If not, why not? And I get it. We can make a lot of excuses because it can be hard. It can be hard to carve out time for anything, especially for something that it almost seems sometimes like, ooh, I want to just check off the boxes off the list. In sitting and being quiet with God, sometimes we don't understand the benefit of it. But I want to challenge you, if you're not doing this regularly, to just Just do it. Just make a goal. Do it for a month and then look back. Or maybe a month is too long. I don't know. Do it for a week and look back and see. Ask yourself what's different, what has changed, if you feel more peaceful. Because I know that if you take the time to do this and you truly commit, that that God will deliver. So take the step. Like, Leave something else out. Don't do the dishes three times a day. Do them once a day instead or whatever. Do, I don't know. There's ways to make it work. And if you need some tips, come on over. I'd be happy to talk with you. But um, just do it. Work it out. Maybe you have to ask your husband to take over when he gets home from work for a little bit. Maybe you've got to ask a friend to kid swap or whatever. But take the time to spend time with God. So one of the practices I've recently started a couple months ago on the Sabbath, I started going to this place called The Gorge down the street from my house. It's just like a hiking trail. So I wake up early before most of my family is up and um, I go out there by myself and I spend about two hours out there. And there are a million reasons why I could say I shouldn't go. Like I feel bad for my husband that it's his day off and he has to start cooking breakfast and the kids probably start complaining like, where's mom and we're bored and all those things. But this has been the, the most amazing thing that I've started doing because the way that I can hear from the Lord when I'm out of my house is just so much more clearer than when I'm at my house and the way the things that he's been speaking to me and just changing my heart has been so amazing all because I've just taken that time so do it you can do it ask for help if you need it because when you bring 
all of these things to God. When you sit with God, tell him your worries, ask him for direction, ask him for clarity, tell him your dreams, ask him to help you with your problems. When you bring it to God and he answers your prayers or even, listen, even if you're waiting for an answer, just getting it off of your chest and speaking about it helps you to let go of your worry. And when you stop worrying, you're more able to enjoy your homeschool journey. You're more able to have a clear mind, to make good decisions anyway, right? When you stop worrying about it so much. And I promise you, God will bring the wisdom. He always does. All right, step number two to make confident decisions for your homeschool and for your family. You've got to get serious about managing your time effectively. So let's break this down for a minute. What does it mean to manage your time effectively? I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that you fill your schedule with as many things as you feel like you need to get done and try to get done as much as possible. Because busy does not equal productive. But at the same time, we are called to use our talents, our skills, and our time wisely. So we need to work to be productive. So what does it mean to be productive? So the definition of productive, productive is achieving or producing a significant amount or result. And I think in our culture, we are so focused on productivity as achieving an amount instead of achieving an, a result. So for example, you know, we're focused on how many assignments we got done that day, how clean our houses are, how many tasks we checked off of our to-do list. And because we're measuring our productivity by achieving a certain amount, we get stressed when we don't achieve the amount that we wanted to achieve. But as Christians, I really think that we need to see productivity as achieving a significant result. But not just achieving a significant result, but achieving a significant result for God's kingdom. As Christians, we can't measure productivity and success the way the world does. So instead of how many assignments did we get done today, I should ask, am I teaching my children what God wants them to know about him and themselves and his creation? Instead of asking, how clean is my house today? <laughs> Come on over and check. Some days it's clean, some days it's not. Um, you know, today wasn't the cleanest day. But instead of asking, how clean is my house today? We need to ask, is my home a comfortable place where relationships can grow? Instead of asking how many tasks we've checked off our lists today, maybe we should be asking, am I doing the tasks that help me walk out the things that God is calling me to do? Managing our time effectively means to use our time wisely for the right things. And the right things are the things that God is calling you to. Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. All right, so how do we know what the will of, of the Lord is? We need to be in his word, which kind of brings us back to step number one. <laughs> Kingdom productivity, productivity as a Christian, is doing what God is calling you to and doing those things effectively. Because we can spend all of our time trying to do all of the things, right? You can spend your time trying to keep up, trying to be productive, trying to keep up with your chores and make sure your, ki your kids hit all of the right marks and don't fall behind. But 
when we're trying to be productive by the world's standards, we're going to end up exhausted and we're still going to feel unproductive because we're not doing those things that God is calling us to, those things that he's put on our heart. So how do you know what God is calling you to? So like I said, we got to go back to step number one. We need to pray like this needs to be the foundation, sitting with God, being with God, being an apprentice of Jesus and listening, being quiet with God. So weird in our culture, in our world, right? Are we ever quiet? Are we ever in a place where there's not noise without our phones and actually quiet? Like ask yourself that. Like are you literally ever in a place where your phone isn't? Because if not, then it's kind of like, always loud because you're always waiting for that next notification. So what is God calling you to in this season? It's not going to be the same as what he's calling your best friend to or your neighbor to. For some of us, maybe maybe he's calling you to a season of unschooling and focusing on building relationships. For others of you, maybe he's calling you to focus on teaching your kids accountability and responsibility with more structured lesson plans and assignments, right? It's different. What your children need, what your family needs, what your soul needs is not always the same as somebody else's, right? And we're all in different seasons and different paths and journeys with the Lord. So what specific things is he calling you to? I have a workbook that can help you walk out the steps as you seek clarity in this area. It takes you through four steps. Step one is vision. When you just take time to pray and ask God to come alongside you and give you some wisdom and a vision of what he wants your homeschool and your life to look like. And then you kind of just write it all down. Be creative. Use your imagination and write down what he brings to your mind. Step two is the brain dump where you're just like dumping out all the things on your mind about what you have to do, what you want to do, what you feel you should do. Get it all out. Step three is clarity, where you're going to look over those two lists that you made and ask the Lord to highlight the things that he wants you to focus on in this season and the things that he might want you to let go of in this season. And then step four is figuring out what I call your nourished necessities. Those are the specific things he's calling you to. There's a link in the show notes to download the workbook. And even if you don't download the workbook, take some time to pray and ask the Lord for guidance in your homeschool. I mean, why not? He will give you wisdom and his plans are so much better than the ones that you will make. I promise you. I mean, not that your plans aren't good. I get it. We we can make some good plans. But this is the thing. When we make plans without the Lord, so often we're wasting our time because we're making plans that aren't right for us. And then we realize that, ooh, after all that hard work that we put in, they actually didn't work out, right? And now we have to go back to square one. So start with the Lord. Let that be your starting point. And when you use your time to do the things that the Lord is calling you to, you and your family, you're going to stop striving to live up to the pressures of society, all the things that you feel like you have to do, and you're going to actually walk in the plans that he has for you. You're going to breathe a little and have confidence that God has good plans for you and that you are beginning to realize how to walk in them. So slow down, ask, and listen And start using your time to do the specific things that God has put on your heart. 
Isaiah 30, 21 says, In your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. And I just want to say, for those of you who may like the way that all of this sounds, but you're like, okay, I don't hear from God. I want you to know that even if you feel like you can't hear from God, God hears you. And as you seek him, you will start to hear him more and more. So take some time, open up his word, take a little bit of time to pray, just be yourself. God made you and he knows you and he is waiting for you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I just want to say thank you everyone for listening to the premiere of the Revival Homeschool podcast. If you have not yet written a review, please go ahead and do so. This is how the podcast gets seen and how I can reach more moms just like you for God's glory. I pray for every person listening today, Lord, that you, that you start that revival in their hearts in their homeschools, Lord, that you put it on their hearts to seek you more, that they, that they understand that joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness, that it all comes from you. You are the author of these things, Lord, and we praise you for that. Lord, if anyone is feeling a lack of these things, Lord, I pray that you call them into deeper relationship, Lord, that you give them a supernatural supernatural peace and comfort, Lord, to let them know that they are not alone, that you hear them, Lord, that you hear them, that you know them, that you love them. Lord, I pray that you just work in these families, that you help them build up relationships, that you help each of these moms confidently homeschool their kids, that you just cast out the doubt and the fear, Lord, and replace it with your wisdom and your confidence. Fear not for the Lord is with you. Do not be dismayed for he is with you wherever you go. In your homeschooling, in your home, in your relationships, when you guys go to the grocery store, wherever you are, he is with you. Do not be dismayed. And I pray that your families will be a light that shines the love of Jesus to your neighbors and whoever the Lord puts in your path. We are in need of Jesus. We are in need of his love. The world is in need. I just pray that we seek him deeper, that we go deeper, that we let go of all the constraints of the world, all of these pressures, these social pressures to live up to. I pray that we stop conforming, but instead we step into what God is calling us to. I pray that he gives you courage, determination, motivation, energy, all of those things you need to step into the good things he is calling you to. Because when he calls you, he equips you. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.